0: That's networkorg slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit Radio Network.org for thousands more.
2: Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. This is a special show. Hey, guys, what's going on? Is it what? It's New York City Beer Week. All right. we got a full house. All right, bravo. It's so our special live. We're kicking off New York City Beer Week on the Heritage Radio Network. Ann Braceras here. How are you, Ann?
3: I'm, I'm waking up. I'm getting it's, there. It's good. It's 12 o'clock. And we got
2: all the brewers introduced themselves. We got representatives of four breweries in New York City. I'm so proud to say that there's over, what, 20, 25 breweries in New York City, Kelly?
4: 24.
5: 24. 24. All right. So go around the room, everybody. In New
2: say your
6: name and your brewery.
5: I'm Eric Olson, Greenpoint Beer and Air Company.
6: Kelly Taylor, Kelso Beer Company and Heartland Brewery.
5: Rob Kolb, Transmitter
7: Brewing. Anthony Accardi, Transmitter Brewing. Kyle Hurst, the Big Alice Brewing Company. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Chris Prout, uh, Greenpoint Beer and Ale Company. Let's
2: raise our glasses. This is a cool day, guys. Kicking off once again, Jack. We need a little cheering over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's New York City Beer Week, guys. All right. And uh, it's a special show. This Friday is close. <laughs> and everybody here is kind of like a little sluggish. Well, how long are you guys? Kelly Teller, you're also president of. of uh, you know, the New York City Brewers Guild. And I'm really proud of you guys because, you know, it's it's what, like the seventh or eighth beer week for New York, but it's the third year that you guys, have, as New York City Brewers Guild, have, have formed and have been running it, really with a big focus on the New
6: York City Brewers. This is actually the fourth year of the New oh, York wow. City Brewers Guild uh, operating beer week. Yeah, you'd think we'd be, we're acting like it's our first year. Every year we, <laughs> we, we, keep, we keep adding stuff and keep doing new things, and um, it's always a learning process, definitely. Yeah, man. And, and uh, so there's, what, 20? How many breweries in New York City now? Uh, 24. And I was,
2: think, I was thinking about yeah, when... Uh,
6: As we've been sitting here, another one opened. I
2: think. <laughs> Back in 2005, <laughs> there, was, there was a Castle, Heartland, Greenpoint that you guys are. There was Brooklyn. There yep. was Chelsea Chelsea uh, Brewing and Chelsea Piers. And yep. Six Point had just opened. There were yep. only four. And, uh, you know, what do you think... What was the tipping point when... Uh, breweries decided to open in in New York City. And why don't you guys each each give me your version of that? Because I think that's kind of a significant story because even 2008-9, I think that people were considering not opening the city. Brooklyn Brewery was considering moving out of the city um, what was the tipping point? What changed things?
6: Well, I think once uh, once I started Kelso Beer Company, everybody said, "Hey, craft beer is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we should get into that." And uh, I think no, they all said, "Anybody can do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of let myself in. So that if he one. can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> if Kelly can do it, I can do it.
2: <laughs> what about for you for you, Cobb? You guys started out in this, this little little shop out in Queens.
8: Um, yeah, you know, I, I think in part, you know, uh, Governor Cuomo played a role in that uh, with some legislative changes that made it, you know, easier for people to open breweries. And uh, I think the palate of the consumer, you know, looking for, you know, small uh, neighborhood breweries uh, allows, you know, people like myself and others who are, you know, home brewers that are, you know, uh, now brewing professionally uh, to, you know, to really realize our dream.
2: What about for you guys, Anthony and Rob at Transmitter?
4: Um for us I think it really was as simple as uh we could we couldn't answer why not any longer. So it was just uh we decided we'd start a brewery and <clears throat> couldn't answer you know, couldn't answer why
6: not. Well yeah, and for many years, you know, like I said, we've been you mentioned we've been brewing in the city, you know, Kelso's been there, Heartland's been around since ninety five. I couldn't believe when I moved here from Seattle in nineteen ninety eight there was 35 breweries in the city of Seattle, 35, and there was two million people, maybe 1.75 million people, moved to New York. There was four breweries in '98, and and I, you know, I couldn't figure out why that was the case. It just people love craft beer. I know it, coming from the West Coast, and you know Anthony's point is valid. It, it, at some point, people said, "Well, uh, now I have to do it because nobody else is doing it." Really, Numer- numerically speaking, nobody else is doing it. There's a lot of carrying capacity in this city. We could have. 150 breweries in this city and still not have the same per capita brewery uh, ratio that they have in the Pacific Northwest. So we're not even close yet. That'd be fun. Yeah, hey. I,
7: I agree with that. I agree with Chris. Chris from uh, Greenpoint. Uh, there it is. And I, I think it is the, the growth of craft beer with the, the knowledge of the customer base wanting craft beer and knowing what else is out there. Uh, the different varieties of beer that, that were coming into the city around the same time. There's a lot more imports coming in. There's a lot more people wanting different flavors in beer. And that, that for us, you know, we, we make a wide range of styles of beer. So those beers, so you, we, we can only like, get You guys were like Browry
2: Lane, so you guys are really more of a beer store. Right. So, what, when, when did you guys decide to open a brewery? Uh,
7: it was probably about four years ago. Uh, and, and with Ed Raven, we, we opened up Greenpoint Beer Now. Uh, his beer store, Browery Lane, was sort of the breeding ground for us Uh, To for the homebrew club to gain experience through sharing the beers that we made as a homebrewer, and then putting that that knowledge to work along with experience from other brewers into a a commercial.
6: I can
3: ask you guys how much of a factor are real estate prices in New York City for that kind of space?
6: I I think Uh, I think (laughs) real estate. I think it's it's one of the most uh, intense factors behind, wants to behind, behind taxes. Well, no, it's it's extremely hard, and it's getting harder and harder. That's one of the interesting things. Is it's uh, you know when we got our space a number of years ago, it was a completely different real estate market in Brooklyn. Now it's, it's it's prime, so it's 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 changing a lot of the business model of the breweries that you're seeing opening. You're seeing a lot of the smaller places that can have a, maybe a bigger percentage of their sales being the retail frontage, which is what it's really going to take to survive long term in the city whereas before you could get a big abandoned warehouse somewhere and put in a 10,000 square foot brewery and go to town
8: i'm going to guess that every one of us here would have more space if we could mm-hmm. uh, you know we're we're operating in a 1,000 square feet uh, but Do you think that's brewery, part of the reason it was so
3: stalled? You know, it's because of the space. Right? Um, yes, it's you space know the the the
8: price, uh, the price and, and for us, uh, you know, you'd, you'd think Long Island City was really cheap since there's you know four now five breweries in Long Island that's City. That's not even
2: in New York City,
8: man. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, so, so there's more in LIC now than there were in uh, New York City. Hey, Roberta's uh, just here. sent us
2: a free pizza. Look at this. Nice. I actually, ordered yeah. that. <laughs> thank
8: <Let, laughs> you, let, oh. jump for it. Hey, well, thank you, you Ann.
2: Yeah. You guys talk don't about real estate. I don't But let's talk. Tell you. Let's talk about some of the initiatives that you guys have done, and one reason you're all here. Is that uh, once you guys took over Beer Week, you, you initiated the Smash Beer program? Tell us about how that evolved, and and because uh, we're, we're tasting one of them right now from uh, Big Alice.
6: Yeah, it was well, the Smash Beer program uh, was kind of our answer to the collaboration. We did, we talked about for a couple years. We want to do a coll- collaboration beer. We should do a collaboration beer. Um, you mean like in other cities for beer weeks? Yeah, everybody gets together and beer. makes a beer. And I, honestly, I'm not really a big fan of most of the collaboration beers I've had because it just tastes like beers by committee, in my opinion. Um, so I, we were trying to think of a different way to do collaboration beers, and it came up in one of the meetings somewhere, and there was a lot of beer involved. Um, we said, why don't we, why don't we pick some ingredients and then all do our own thing, kind of like the Iron Chef it was inspired by the Iron Chef thing. where We're all given the same ingredients. And let's do, let's show our but craft. You, you, you decided to use all New York State. Malts, well, we all decided that. Yeah, we yeah. decided to use New York State uh, malts and hops. Um, the first year we did it, it was malted in Massachusetts because there wasn't really any New York uh, State malt houses to speak of that could get us the grain, the quality that we wanted, at the volume that we wanted. Uh, we got about ten thousand pounds of, of malted grain and a couple hundred pounds of locally sourced hops which it put, it taxes a, a pretty small system. Um, they don't have a lot of opportunity to grow grains and stuff like that previously. This year, we got some good stuff from different places, and it's 100% New York State-grown, malted, kilned, and brewed beer. That's so great. it's pretty exciting. So Kyle,
2: we're, so we're going to taste a number of those smash beers today as well. Kyle, tell us. We're drinking a Big Alice smash beer. What is this beer?
8: Uh, so this year, uh, we went with a Saison. Uh, we wanted to... Uh, do a little bit more to just kind of let, uh, you know, the ingredients kind of, you know, just present themselves in a, in a natural, you know, way. And saisons are, are subtle and easy drinking. And, you know, we all know beer week can be really exhausting. We're going to be drinking a lot of beers. So something that we're going to be serving at a lot of events, uh, we wanted, you know, we typically do bigger beers. Uh, so this one actually checks in at just over 4%. It's nice, uh, 4. Like a little
2: spicy yeast. What do you think of this, Anne? Yeah, I think it's profile. delicious.
3: It's great with breakfast pizza. Um, <laughs> are there any, any spices one, or herbs pizza. in it? So that wasn't
2: yeah. a free pizza. You
8: ordered it. I, I think, um, you know, the, it's a Belgian saison yeast strain that we use, which you know, lends a little spiciness. But uh, the hop choices also, uh, you know, ended up being, uh, you know, I think two of the three are, are you know, spicy in their own uh, own right.
3: I've noticed a lot of the smash beers, too, are lower in alcohol. Very easy, I think. Fourth year, everybody knows what they're in for this week, so <laughs> appreciate it. So, Kelly,
2: I, I know a, a recent change. I know there was the, the New York State the Farm Brewery License, which allowed farm breweries to, to, to have tasting rooms, and, and you can get pints on primus. So so what changed recently? Like, the, the, the state laws changed? Because I know well, you opened a tasting room. Yeah, like Kelsey.
6: in uh, the fall of, oh, God, I think it was... 2014, 2000, fall of 2014, uh, Governor Cuomo signed the Craft Act, and one of the one of the components of the Craft Act was to make it uh, make a microbrewery able to have a, a tap room. And we were licensed in 2003 originally as a microbrewery, so we weren't allowed to sell retail on site. We could sell for retail to go with a special permit, or we could do samples on site. We couldn't sell for consumption. That changed, so now. We can so receptions. that's a big
2: part of Beer Week, too, that, that, that anyone could go to these breweries. and uh, So why don't you guys tell us you know, wh- where your tasting rooms are and what hours so that people can visit you the next week?
7: Well, Greenpoint Green Beer and L Company, uh, we're a brew pub, so we're open during the week. Oh. Uh, from 5 to close and then on the weekend from 12 to close. And what
2: and it's what's Dirk the Norseman cuz it's like there's Dirk the Norseman in Greenpoint and you're on what Greenpoint Avenue, right?
7: Yeah, we we recently changed the name just to Greenpoint Beer and Ale Company, so Dirk the Norseman is no longer uh, the name of the place. We're we're just known as Greenpoint Beer and Ale. I feel Ale better, Company. man. That was yep. confusing too. Yeah. <laughs> we put on our beer list that Jimmy's on 43 we'd say
2: Greenpoint/Dirk <laughs> slash Dirk the Norseman and everyone's like, "I know Dirk the Norseman."
7: Yeah, but, we wanted to to do uh a little bit more brand recognition and just to be known as Greenpoint Beer and Alcohol. Then you guys,
2: Rob and Anthony, tell us wh- where your spot is and when, when you're, you're open. So people can actually go there and buy pints or just growlers to go? How do you guys uh, So
9: we do bottle sales and free tastings out of the retail space. It's mostly a production brewery, but um, people come and hang out and do tastes. So we're in LIC underneath the Pulaski Bridge. Hours uh, are Friday night from 5 to 8 and Saturday and Sunday noon to uh. 5.
6: And Kelly, where's your tasting room? So our tap room's at the brewery in Clinton Hill um, on Waverly Avenue. And uh, we're open Thursday, Friday, 5 to 10, and Saturday, 12 to 10, and Sunday, and That was uh, a big change eight.
2: for you guys. I remember, it was just uh, last last summer you guys opened.
6: Yeah, right? we opened up in uh, in July. Yeah, it was a big, a big change. And we had stacks of barrels and pallets and kegs and whatnot over there in that corner. And the guy that built out the tap room for us actually used a lot of the pallet wood, broke the pallets up, and used that wood as the facing for the bar. And it's a really kind of cool no, eclectic. Nice. And you've yeah. got
2: all your, your barrel aging programs right there. The barrel aging programs cool. right it there. It's kind of forms the walls. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. we got a lot of stuff.
2: What about where's Big Alice Tasting uh, Room? We about?
6: are
8: also in Long Island City, uh, over which is on, part of New York City. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, we, did never gets old, get, Jimmy. Never gets old. Yeah. Get
6: yeah. <laughs> to figure that yeah. out. Everybody
8: asks we're in Long Island. We are. We're in Queens, but. Uh, yeah, so we are we're open five days a week, so we're open Wednesday through Sunday. So uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday are our days of rest. So, like
2: the, the smash beer that we're tasting, are I mean, how much of that did you make, and is that going to be available at your tasting room?
8: Uh, yes. So, um, in addition to a number of uh, bars, we we kept uh, a couple of kegs for our tap room. So we'll have it, uh, you know, and we 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 kept two kegs, one for this weekend, and one for next week. We'll have it available until it's gone, and uh, and after that we'll look to do a, our, our new smash next since, year since
2: we're live right now i mean so seven o'clock tonight a number of bars are doing a simul tap i love that you guys respect the bar community and that's where we're kicking off beer week uh where are some places where people can taste your big Alice smash beer tonight
8: um our smash beer is i don't want to forget anybody but um it's uh we're at both pony bar locations in the city uh alewife and uh, lic um
2: that's a good start.
8: Yeah. Well, what about, Ann,
2: you got something going on, too, oh, Taproom tap Taproom three, <laughs> tap
8: 307. Thank you, Ann. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we cal- we're tapping a lot of this smash. Kelly,
2: was- where,
6: where, where, uh, where's your Kelso going to be? Well, I do believe it's at Jimmy's 43. You got a nice <laughs> bag. <to thank> <laughs> uh, and uh, I believe mugs and banter. That's yeah. great. Oh, banter all right. banter yeah. as ours. I'm yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Aren't you guys working on a, um, a map where people can download and see where all of you guys are located, like all the places to get these beers?
6: There's an app. Yeah, the yeah, app, Yeah, right? a, a NYC Beer Week app, which will uh, uh, roll into the New York City Beer Trail app after Beer Week. So it's going to be a year-round app, but it'll show where the bars are, where the breweries are, um, this particular context, what the smash beers are, and where they're going to be tapped tonight at 7 o'clock. So it's uh, pretty very very uh, labor intensive app to, get, <laughs> and it's got a lot more data entry than I wanted. But it's it's great uh, for the, for the consumer to see what's going on. At Beer it's
8: Week. also where people can uh, vote for their favorite brewery, favorite bars, bartenders. Uh, I think there's one. What's more. that? What, uh, uh, the Rupert, the Rupert yeah, Cup? What so is it's that? part
6: of it started last year as the Rupert's Cup competition uh, for favorite New York State brewery. Uh, we've evolved it to a multi-layer, uh, five level. Uh, people's choice competition so people can go on there's a a survey that we're sending out it's on social media it's through the app you can vote for your favorite bartender your favorite uh, venue your favorite event uh, your favorite smash beer and your favorite new york state brewery and we'll be uh, having an awards gala cask fest on the 27th uh, this is the last Saturday of Beer Week, and we'll be presenting trophies, small trophies for the best bartender, working its way up to uh, the Rupert's Cup, which is the five-gallon stainless steel beer keg modified <laughs> into a <laughs> then mug we can drink out of it. that. Uh, Big Alice uh, won last year, and then any of the proceeds—we've already got a couple sponsorships. Last year, we raised about twenty-two hundred dollars, all said and done. This year, sponsorships so far is totaling a thousand dollars, and all that money goes to City Harvest. So we'll be taking donations and other sponsorships and whatnot throughout the. That's
2: beer great. Week. Hey, you know what? We're gonna take a short break. We're back in a few minutes you're on beer sessions radio all right in
10: 1996 l knife and son acquired union beer distributors which was originally located on union avenue in brooklyn but has since expanded to its present location alongside the english kills canal in williamsburg brooklyn Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com.
2: Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We got uh, our next smash beer, Anthony and Rob from Transmitter. And uh, what are you doing, man? This is like, Pretty wow. sure we're all
3: getting roofied right yeah, now. He's
2: putting some, uh, so first, uh, oh, yeah. Anthony, tell us, what, what did you make for your smash beer? And then what are you putting into my beer?
4: Uh, we made uh, what we're calling it uh, NY4 New Yorker Vice. It's, uh, you know, part of the smash beers that everyone's doing. We made a uh, Berliner style. And uh, through the process, I was in the middle of using some Lime peel for another beer and figured out that I was gonna make uh, lime simple syrup so I just uh, I just dabbed a little bit of lime and rosemary syrup into the beer um, traditionally it would it could have been served with raspberry or woodruff syrup so I think
3: it's, it's interesting that the um, raspberry and woodruff syrups are generally meant to cut the tanginess and you're just like re dosing it with lime, lime yeah. <laughs> Amping
4: it up. I like I, I, I actually liked it with, even without it. I mean, I, th- I thought it was a nice, like, sour... Yeah, it's a clean, you know, clean, citrusy, lemony, sour beer. So,
2: Rob, get into... So, this, let's talk about the process of, of you guys making and the smash beer. So, first, uh, you know, did you all get the same malts and hops, or, or do you get to pick and choose?
9: No, we get three malts and three hops, three different hops. And, basically, you can use them in any proportions that you want and any any yeast strains to uh, ferment the beer with. So that's why every brewery in New Yorks makes, you know, a great um, variety of different beers.
2: Hey, so that's Eric and Chris. Let's talk more about this beer cuz this is nice too. So it's a pale ale. So you like it just what you just start playing around with with the ingredients and so this was like your test batch. Is that what you're saying?
5: Yeah, this was all six ingredients, so we used all three malts, all three hops. A um, little bit of spelt, uh, mostly two-row. We actually had a different plan for this beer um, before we tasted the ingredients. We uh, chewed up some of the um, pale malts, and we noticed it did have sort of a uh, an English pale malt character. So we, we thought, let's not ferment it with Brett. Maybe let's use an English yeast and sort of take it in that direction. So um, we smelled some of the hops. Um we weren't sure what we were going to get out of them, um, but we noticed sort of some subtle orange notes and some floral characteristics, so we thought, you know, this this could sort of be like, you know, that 90s brew pub IPA, those, those first wave American IPAs that <clears throat> were modeled after English. Um, traditional English IPAs, but we're maybe using some of the West Coast hops, the, the earlier ones, so we decided to take it in that direction. And wh- which ones do you mean? Can you give me some examples? Um, well, this beer has the um, Willamette Chinook and Cascade, so some of those you know American hops that have been around for 20 years plus. So we thought, you know it'll, let's see what those hops grown in New York will taste like in a really sort of simple English IPA.
6: It's great. Well, you know, and that's a that's an excellent point. Is uh, most of us? I'm just going to let them say all of us have not brewed with any of these exact ingredients before. They're all from different malt houses. They're different farms. They're different maltsters. So we we get them. We have an idea kind of sort of what they're going to be like. But when we open the bags, we're all kind of (laughs) surprised you know, because it's a a craft malt house, and it's a craft uh, small-scale hop farm. So you don't exactly know what we're going to get. Now, the the hops, we did use hops from this hop farm last year, so we knew they were going to be decent hops. Um, but you know, the malts, uh, we, we, we had no idea. And actually for me, and I think, I don't know if you guys agree, my extract was a little bit lower. I got a little bit less efficiency out of these malts than I normally do, but kind of roll with it and let the beer do what it needs to do and come out with something really interesting and highlight the craft.
8: Yeah. We, we had a similar experience. Uh, the, you know, and I think you hit it right on the head, Kelly. So we're, you know, we've all... Worked with two row before. We've worked with uh, maybe not everybody's worked with Spelt, but you know, many of us have, and uh, so we've all worked with these ingredients. But yeah, the the you know Terroir that that is you know uh, you know from New York State. Um, if you go to a place that has multiple Smash beers, or or to you know any of the events, you know either on, on the boat or uh, Brewer's Choice, you know you'll you'll when you try all of them kind of side by side, you'll actually get that taste and and, and that kind of that experience uh, of what, you know, New York grown, uh, you know, grains or you know, eventually malts uh, taste like, and and that's um, all part of the experience. But uh, yeah, we we did find efficiency to not be quite what it was, but that's okay. That's that's part of working with these ingredients and. Uh, uh, you know, the, now, I'm
2: I'm real proud of you guys for for leading the charge because I remember and I know there's some new new breweries I'm not going to name that say they're definitely not going to use any New York ingredients and they just want to make the beer that they want to with the ingredients they want to buy. And I, I think the future is, is working with New York state ingredients. And I think eventually they're going to have some really unique uh, beers coming out of here.
6: Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, it's easy to order grains from uh, a catalog. <laughs> you know, we've been doing it for you know decades, right? I've been doing it for decades, but you know, it's hard to order beer, or order grains from some farmer when he, he's got a acreage of, of land. He's got multiple acres and you say, I will buy those acres and whatever you come out of those acres, uh, I will take from you, and you're going to have a variance a tremendous variance, but uh, that makes you can make some interesting things with that and and the public will respond
2: let 's pour one more beer, so somebody jump up to the next one and Anthony, you were hanging out with me last week, and you talked about that you don't like to rush beers. This is more about you know your techniques versus someone else. I mean with something like the smash beer, did you feel like you had to rush the spear?
4: Um, you and, know, and what's your philosophy?
2: Because you talked about you yeah, like to sit on we, your beers. We
4: knew we were under the gun. I mean, we everything we do is bottle conditioned, and all our kegs are keg conditioned. So our process is really much slower than uh, a normal process. Generally, uh, we made this beer knowing that we were uh, we had a, a deadline and kept it small. Um, I know. Uh, I know Pioneer Malting. We we order from them, so we also leaned into the spelt portion of the formulation of the beer because then then i had the ballot
6: box we did did. i was wondering who did that i couldn't tell (laughs) look (laughs) at those votes (laughs) were spelt there's more votes than there's people
5: i love i love those guys that pioneer like
4: they're they're doing really great stuff up there um near rochester Mm -hmm. i feel like the malt coming from there is uh been consistent and lovely um so uh i definitely wanted to sort of showcase the spelt as part of this beer um, and, is, and is that uh, why
2: you picked the blue device because that's like a faster beer, it's
4: right? a it's a faster beer it's you know low ABV um, we fermented it with say uh, saison yeast uh, pretty warm to sort of push the push the speed and the fruitiness of it a bit um, and uh, yeah it worked worked out well I mean we bottled it a couple weeks ago and it's ready to go tastes good
2: I actually like it without the lime syrup cool it doesn't even <laughs> need that man hey what's this next beer
6: so uh, this is a beer that is not a smash. We shipped all the smash beers, so actually the first time I'm going to try my smash beer is going to be at your place tonight. Seven um, o'clock. But uh, we, we had some extra spelt left over, and I, uh, we have a, a new beer that we came out with at Kelso, the Black Walnut Stout. And We didn't want to use nuts in the beer, but we wanted to simulate a black walnut-y character, so we used some of this New York State spelt in conjunction with some chocolate wheat malt and... Uh, some roasted barley, and it gives it that spelt. It's gives great, it man. a nice kind of toasty nuttiness to to kind of make it taste black walnuty. What do you think of this, Ann? Mm. I think good. it's good. It does taste like nuts? Yeah, yeah. no <laughs> nuts. All malt with New York State spelt. You know, talking about malt, I
2: want to jump in. What do you guys think about the future of um, more malty, less hoppy beers? I've had a lot of customers ask me recently. Uh, for example, some of the Greenpoint beer and ales uh, beers. Are fitting that model. I know you guys are doing you know some more malty things, English miles and things, and also your your beer, carrier, uh, the Kelso, your nut brown lager. I think it's coming back because um, some of my customers have started asking for that, and they said we want something that's malty like a Kelso nut brown
7: lager. Yeah, I, I think you know the lupulin threshold can only be pushed so far until you want more malt in your beer. Uh, I, I love hops. I, I also love. Traditional styles that don't have a lot of hops in them. So for me, I want to balance when I drink. I, I want to have a, a nice malty hellas or a mild uh, in addition to the, the massive IPAs.
3: Yeah, we were drinking so that yeah. mild all night Tuesday after the Brooklyn Brewery event, and 2.8%, so flavorful. I think it saved everybody... You know, I think it yeah. saved everybody when we got there yes. you know my,
2: my smash beer tonight jimmy 's number forty three it 's a rockaway they made a special cask of like a, an english mild that 's only like three point five right. Kelly how did you come up with Kelso nut brown lager because it, it always seems so so offbeat but people always like it, and now I feel like people are coming back to that style
6: well when we started kelso it was it was it was a, a kind of an answer to the stone uh, ideology of uh, arrogant bastard kind of thing you know which I like don 't get me wrong delicious beers you're welcome stone but uh but you can only have so much of them before you're, A, wrecked, and B, your palate's wrecked. And we wanted to do something that was not widely available in the market, and and we, there was nobody doing nice, balanced, sessionable darks, and especially lagers. And it was Sonya's idea to make it a lager instead of an ale. She says people like nut browns, but they don't like to order ale nut brown ales. You have one of them, and you're done. With a lager, it cleans your palate. So we wanted to do... Five and a half percent. We thought we were just going to do one beer because I was doing all the Heartland Brewery stuff. I thought I could do one beer on the side and just if we're going to do one, let's split the gap. Let's not make it a pale golden. Let's not make it a dark, uh, bitter, hoppy thing. Just just shoot that middle tap selection. And that was kind of the idea. And we took about four recipes to really get that nice balance of roast. You need the hops. You absolutely need the hops in there to carry that roast forward. Um, and and for the first few years, we just did sessionable, malty, balanced what we, we thought were balanced beers. And, people, and it doesn't create a lot of excitement, but I think that's where the core of that's what I like to drink, and we brew what we like to drink.
2: All right. Let's make a yeah. big toast to that, and uh, nice we'll beer. be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're out at Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick. Check out HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You've got to be a member. And guess what, guys? It's New York City Beer Week. All right. Yay. Woo. Yay. We are so psyched to have you guys, four great brewers here uh, from New York City Breweries, kicking off Beer Week live on Heritage Radio Network. It's, it's been my fantasy to do this, and we're doing it today. Um, and, you know, this is Beer Week, and we got, now we got Cheese. It says right. crazy what he said. It's New LF's York trend. cheese. Beer
3: and cheese. There's cheese and there's oh, yeah. beer.
7: Yeah. And uh, I have some cheese. Before there's our, our buddies
2: from Union Beer outside. Tim and Matt and they got come some. Say hi. There's, there's so some, much going on.
3: Talk about on. someone who's up to his eyeballs in Beer Week. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> Everybody. Hi. Wait, hey, there's, there's some great beer minds here.
3: <laughs> some great beer bottles. Do you guys want to come in and have some
2: with? Tim, what are you doing for Beer Week, man? You got so many great breweries under your under your portfolio now.
1: Yeah, Union Union is uh, it's kind of um, uh, an embarrassment of riches. Uh, what we have in our portfolio, so many so many great breweries, a lot of a you lot got of really Kelso
2: cool now in New company. York City. Yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of a lot of great breweries. Um, I work directly with. Quite a few in like Greenport Harbor and, uh, and Six Point. Um, everyone's got tons and tons of stuff coming in. skill has got some great stuff coming down too. Um, everyone has great events planned, cool stuff. Um, you know, one-offs for Beer Week. There's a lot of stuff happening next week. Tell us, you guys have some some
2: really great brewers at New York City Brewers Choice next week. Some are from outside of New York as well.
1: Yeah, uh, there's some people coming in from from out of town. I mean, just the guys uh, from Maui Brewing just happen to be in town and they're. Um, uh, They're sitting
2: here at Roberta's right now having yeah, pizza.
1: So yeah, we just we down a couple of coconut porters before we walked in here. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> so, Tim, you
2: guys, thanks for your support, man. You guys rock it out. All right.
1: Yeah, we're we're excited for next week. Uh, I got to give my liver a rest today, though.
2: All right, man. Thank you. So we're, we're tasting um, another beer. What, what's this one? There's so wow, many sorry. smash beers. It's amazing. You know, Kelly, remember when we started this? It was like, it was like a, was it three or four years ago for New York City Brewer's Choice. You jumped in, and you, you came up with the idea of, of the Smash Beers. Tell us the story of Smash Beers. We,
6: we talked about the Smash Beers already. But tell me how, how you started
2: in relation to it, because I remember, i I, I got to jog my memory a little bit. Jog
6: your memory? Well, no, it was the Iron <laughs> Chef thing. You know, it was like we, we wanted to we wanted to use local ingredients, and, and you know, some of it was working with uh, June over at uh, Grow NYC in the New York City farmers' markets, and uh, she's been very, very uh, uh, good at promoting the the, uh, the the watershed the the farms up yeah growing regional grains yeah. but she did
2: so yeah. so you work with her and you yep. started started sourcing the yeah the when malts. I brewed
6: at Union Square Heartland Brewery Union Square we used to uh, I knew Don Lewis from uh, who now has Wild Hive Grain Project and and uh, he's the person we sourced all this grain from and he, he would come in with bags of I remember he came in with a, with a, f- a five pound bag of freshly ground spelt. Uh, that he had grown, and it was all husky, and it was just a disaster. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll brew with that. No problem." And I didn't, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but he was—he was the original champion of of uh, New York State spell. Well, you made oatmeal with it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I made uh, I, I made bread with it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
3: well, let me ask you if there was something, whether it's just evolving palates or. Um, more consistent malting or better ingredient. What is there something specific in New York State and I guess this could go to all of you that you're most excited about, most looking forward to or seeing the biggest improvement in?
6: Well, I just, I think that craft beer popularity is, uh, as I mentioned earlier on, it, it, it's it's always been lagging here. Uh, it's, been, it's, very, it's been a very eastern looking a town, you look to Europe, you look to across the Atlantic for beverages for whatever reason, um, and now it's, it's starting to pop, and people are starting to realize, oh, craft wine, craft beer, craft whiskey made down the street, I can talk to the manufacturer, they're using local ingredients, the money's going back into the economy intellectually it makes sense, there's some delicious product, it's not all delicious I'm not going to say all craft beer is delicious, it's not, but the, propen- the propensity for craft beer to be delicious is extremely high, especially when it's made locally, and people are starting to recognize that. And it's a great value. And When can you go get a, a $7 glass of something? I can't even get some good juice for $7. <laughs> you know what especially
3: I mean? in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah,
8: especially yeah. in Brooklyn, right? Cold press is like 10 you Kyle, know. what about you? Uh, so I know, you know f- uh, for Big Alice, we're one of the few breweries that uh, only carries a farm brewery license. So we don't have a regular market brewery uh, license, which means that every beer we make, is it currently anyway? Is at least twenty percent New York State malt and twenty percent New York State hops. So we're using local ingredients in every beer that we make uh, at Big Alice. So as um, I, I guess the question was, you know, what are we excited about? We, you know, what's changing? And um, for me, uh, you know, the, the hops this, this last year were, you know, just leaps and bounds ahead of, of previous years. So so that's getting there you know three years ago we had one maltster in the state uh, i think last year we were at three or five you know i think we're up to seven now seven or eight um, so the the malts uh, i think are, are catching up and and you know i think uh, as that all happens you know i think more people or at least more new york state breweries whether they're farm breweries or not will start brewing with these ingredients
7: because they'll just be good ingredients
2: yeah all right what's the next beer we're drinking did
7: i did i miss it this this one's uh, called a Locale. Local. It's it's our uh, Smash Cheater beer. Uh, last year we did two Smash beers. One was with uh, New York State grown apples. This year we're, we this one's with pears. So it's it's a sour, uh, kettle sour, and it's conditioned on Bartlett pears grown in the Hudson Valley. Why do you call it a cheater? Well, because they we di- we didn't use the three hops and three malts. We use Fruit as well. Cheater. Uh,
8: cheater. Cheater. cheater, 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 Foul,
0: foul! <laughs> you do now not win a prize. Now,
8: see, I wanted to cheat last year and wasn't allowed to. Look, so that's because you asked. How were well, you going to cheat? Wait, how are you going to Wait, for you gonna cheat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to use New York State maple syrup, and, and we said and nine. And I, I made the mistake of asking. So good for you, Chris. I'm glad, I'm glad uh, you did it.
7: And that's that's why we made two beers. You know, if you can make one with a, with the three, then do it. But if you can do another one, why not? Hey, do we get? Do we have any more beers? Do we have any more beers? <laughs>
6: is there more? Do we? Well, there's, there's <laughs> more beer here, but I don't know. I think so.
2: We what, what we, and we're gonna do the, the, the pre Rupert's Cup now. We're gonna we're we gonna start voting and stuff. Or should we just go to the app at NewYorkCityBeerWeek.com? Yeah, just, go, just go
6: to the app and then uh, you'll be able to vote on there. Yeah. Just I'm, go to
8: the app and vote for Big Alice
6: Brewing.
3: <laughs> I think there's I, something there's something for everybody, which I think is fantastic. Every palate would be happy with the beers on this table. I mean, there's a beer on this table for everyone's palate.
2: You know what's funny is that you know. Despite how many breweries we have now in New York City, there's still people coming up to me and saying, you know, what is Beer Week? And oh, yeah. I, I think that it's only, it's only going to grow, and I, and I think you guys are right. I love that you guys are thinking locally, you know, it's only jobs, but it's like, I, I still feel like there could be a brewery on every corner like a
6: coffee bar, you know, and uh, I'd be very happy with that. It's starting to get like that, especially if you go to Long Island City. Yeah. <laughs> travel out like, of the city. Every time like, I was like, oh, there's a brewery opening. Well, it's either in Long Island City or in Guanas. <laughs> it's a good place
3: to spend a, a day or a weekend. Yeah.
6: But some, let's go through so, so, some of the other breweries
2: that made spa- Smash beers. I know Finback did from Queens. Uh, Gun Hill. And uh, Bronx, we said six point. Right. And you guys, Rockaway did. Jump on the mic. Um, who
6: else uh, did Bronx, we miss? You know Bronx, Bronx uh, Southern
3: Tier, I think did one. No, no it's didn't.
6: a smash. The smash beer this year is all. It's the smash beer is New York, New York City, City Brewers, oh, okay. Brewers yeah. Guild uh, a collaboration. That's our collaboration. So
7: Bronx, Brooklyn.
6: Um, we got Bridge and Tunnel did one. Um, Coney Island. Um, Strong Rope did not do one. Kegan Lantern Strong did rope, one. LIC L- L- beer project. Um, and, oh, you know, and then talking and about
2: time, you know, Anthony, you're talking about holding back on your beers. Actually Long Island City Beer Project, we were with them last week and they said that actually they're gonna sit on their smash beer and not release it. It's or, ready. Are they is it ready now? Yeah, so that's good. those are decisions you guys have to make, which is kind of exciting, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, when the beer is ready, you serve it. Um, We just happen to think that we often say at the brewery that the last bottle of beer we sell is the best one. (laughs) Like we can't ever sit on it long enough. We have beers that we condition for, you know, four to seven months before we sell them. Um, That's an economic hardship if we had to do it for every beer. And every beer doesn't need it, but um, it's part of our thing.
3: And you can tell when something's rushed, too. I appreciate the you know, the brewers that really would rather take a little bit of a hit than release something subpar, and you guys haven't done that. It's delicious. I just
6: want to drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's our new, our new motto. <laughs> wait.
2: wait <so> you you <laughs> also registered. I want to drink more beer. What did you think? It was, it was Beer Helps. You, you registered that as a trademark, Yeah, it's you?
6: trademarked. I, yeah.
2: And now you're registering Drink More Beer?
6: Yeah, I just want to drink more <laughs> beer. <laughs> That's
2: right. Well, I love that we're sitting here in Harry's Radio Network studio and kicking off beer with these esteemed brewers, and and it's like, you know what? And, and one, other, one other time in another city, that might have, we might have had the mayor with us. We don't have the mayor here today. Yeah, we're but working, we have, we're working on it. We have we're working the brewers, and, and that's really what it's about. And I, I'm just psyched. You guys are awesome. Come on. Ready, cheers and high fives yeah, and everything. Yeah. And, uh, five you know, and so where are we going tonight? So we're going to Jimmy's number 43, and uh, we're, let's do the, the rundown. Where are you guys going to be tonight? How about that? Uh, I'm going to Jimmy's. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go to Greenpoint and, uh... <laughs> well, nah. uh, it's
8: there. I'll actually be in the Big Alice tap Room with my assistant brewer, John. We're tapping a one-off cask of our sour one with kiwis. Uh, I know there was uh, oh, some right. question about the blender full of kiwis, wondering what that was about. So we're tapping that at 5 and our smash beer at 7 in the taproom tonight. Nice, man. I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> I bet
4: you are. <laughs> <laughs> where are you
9: going, Rob. Uh, we'll be at our tap room or our, ta- our tasting room until 8 and then probably head over somewhere and grab a beer. But
6: I will be I'll be, uh, be at Jimmy's for the uh, opening tap there Whoa. and um, probably bounce over to Mugs over in Brooklyn uh, a little bit after. Big
2: shout out to Mugs, you know, it, it, it's also this time of year when I like to look back on some of the great pioneers of craft beer in the yeah. city.
6: And uh, Mugs on uh, you know, Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn is one of them. That's where We're we came up with the Kelso ideas, in the Backyard of Mugs uh, having a Stone IPA. Plus Mugs has Imperial pints, which is a rough thing to do with a stone IPA. It makes you kind of Whew. <laughs> That's a lot of beer. I think they changed the glass first. Oh, yeah. Or they did, anyway. Yeah. Are, you,
2: are you working tonight?
3: No. Ann? No. You're
2: not? No. Nope. Where, where are you going to be?
3: Bouncing around. Let's just
2: put it out there. What what days or nights do you bartend and at which bars? You don't want to tell people on here?
3: So it changes all the time. You know, we're always kind of. How are we going we'll, to for you? For yeah, how are we going to find you? <laughs> 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 That's all right. That's okay. Yeah, no, we're between Blind Tiger, I mean, I bartend only at Blind Tiger, but again, it's I think we're all in this job, so we can be flexible. So it changes. So we, we right. can't but have but stalk- brunch, stalkers. You're always able to come in for Sunday brunch.
2: Oh, Sunday brunch, Sounds great. It is. Yeah, man, there's a lot so it's newyorkcitybrewweek.com, man. Yeah. There's so much to do. I look at that site already. I know we got a panel at DBGB oh, on right. Sunday, yeah, afternoon Sunday afternoon. Right. With you, Garrett Oliver and a, a guy from the brewery from California's coming up, yeah, which is kind so of fun.
6: A, yeah, it's good. We got a little uh, uh, cross country uh, panel, so be, I'll tell you, you my and, and
2: Monday, you know, the, the well, crazy guys brew dogs, you guys all know about brew dogs? They have a, the guy has a book out, James. He's he's going to do an interview with us on Monday. Tuesday we're doing a, a live show here in the studio with um, uh, Tor Exner, who's one of the the grain growers upstate in the Finger Lakes, and uh, two maltsters. We got uh, Dennis from Germantown. And uh, Andrea and oh, Christian good. from Valley Malt, and I think Jason from Strong Group, So that's and then Wednesday we got a uh, you know Brewer's Choice, Brewer's Choice, which is, right. I, which is I just love that you guys support that event because yeah, it's, uh, you know it's it started out event. to be the Brewers Party and, and to celebrate the Brewers, and uh, we have more Brewers now than we can accommodate. which Yeah, is,
6: yeah, no, it's great. Well, and, and I just want to say one thing from the production standpoint of New York City Beer Week. This is the second year I've been in charge of production, fourth year I've been involved. This year there's been more push from the community, more hey, I want to do this, hey, I want to do this, from from the retail community and from the public. Um, whereas in years past, there's been a lot of pull from the Guild. Hey, you guys, can you do this? Do you want to do this? Let's do, you know. So this year, there's been a lot more engagement and a lot more push with the beer community as a whole. And that's really what we're trying to, to, to flourish here and try to promote in, in New York City Beer Week is that, Tremendous uh, creativity within the the retail side and the public side of the. You've beer. You've been a great beer. president.
2: I, I love the way you brought so, so many brewers together. And I really think that Smash Beer Initiative is is really it sets the New York City Beer Week apart from from any other week.
8: You know, uh, it, as far as you, Kelly's, your Kelly's point that there's there's more of a you know a, a push from uh, from the retailers and your question earlier about you know people like what is Beer Week? I I think the app is really going to kind of take us you know to that next level where Everything's in, you know, we all, we're, we're married to our phones. We're tied to those things. That, you know, I, I probably have my phone in my hand more than I have a beer in my hand, which is saying a lot. But um, having, yeah. Uh, yeah. usually usually have a beer in one hand and a phone in the other. Yeah. But, I was
6: like, I dealt that somehow. But,
8: but having, having, a, that direction. A, having a one-stop shop for all the retailers, the uh, breweries, the you know, the brewers, the events, you know, maps, you know, everything, uh, it's a great app. Uh you know so if if you don't have it, I guess if if you get nothing else uh, out of this, download that app and use it because the events there's new events getting added every day. That, that list just keeps growing and growing and it's it's really just one spot to see what's going on. It's going to be a great beer week. This is going to be the best beer week yet, I think. So are I'm, I'm really looking forward to That's it.
2: That's great. And uh, final words Chris Sprout, Greenpoint Beer announce. Anything you want to say?
7: Uh have a great beer week. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I mean, let's do this. <laughs> Disney World. I think I
2: think going to all the, if I could visit every brewery with a tasting room in the next week, that would be like going to Disney World. Right? <laughs> and Rob, Rob Cole, anything yeah, else?
9: Just, you know, go out, have a good time and, you know, support New York City breweries and the beer week and let your friends know all about it.
2: And, and Eric Greenpoint Pearnell's?
5: Taste as many smash beers as you can. All
2: right. Ian?
3: Yeah, be adventurous. Go out and try new things. It's the perfect time.
2: Well, hey, you know what? We're going to wrap it up. But again, check it out. Go to com and see what's going on. Again, thanks to our studio guests. We've got Kyle Hurst. Everyone just say their name one more time, and it's kind of fun. Do the whole round robin.
8: Uh, Kyle Hurst, Big Alice Brewing Company.
9: And Chris Prout, Greenpoint Beer No. Anthony Carty, transmitter. Rob Kolb, transmitter.
6: Kelly Taylor, New York City Brewers Guild, Kelso Beer Company, and Heartland Brewery. Woo! That's the title
5: there. Eric Olson, Greenpoint <laughs> Beer.
3: Ambassador, ready to drink more beer. I'll tell you, thanks
2: everybody. Thanks to our producers. Thanks to our engineer extraordinaire, Jack Inslee, for coming in early on a Friday. And thank you to Heritage Radio Network for letting us kick off New York City Beer Week. We'll see you next Tuesday
10: on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Thank Woo! Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org.